if you're looking for some straight-up marketing advice that's super chilled and also a bit of a laugh, then grab yourself a drink and get ready for Marketing and Margaritas, a podcast that makes marketing entertaining. Brought to you by Rebel Nation, direct from regional Queensland. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Marketing and Margaritas with Alana and Jade. Today, we're talking about email marketing. What is email marketing? Good question. So email marketing is when you're sending an e-news or sending a service update or catalogs or sales promotions by email out to your client database. Why should we use email marketing, Jade? Yeah, so the benefits of email marketing is that in my mind, I still think of email as being one of those places where when you know if you do a really good subject line and someone opens your email it's one of the few places left digitally where it's just a conversation directly between you and your audience so you know if you're on facebook or you're in a magazine or you know all those other platforms you're competing yeah there's like a bunch of other people who are also trying to grab the attention of the person you're talking to. Whereas when you open an email, it's just you and your reader. So it's a lot more of an intimate experience. Um, and that's not to say that means that they're fully 100% focused on you. Like all of us scroll through and, you know, um, scan, delete emails, etc. on our phone. Yeah. But if you do it well then it's an opportunity to really connect with somebody. Um, so for, when it comes to marketing, that's like, you know, pretty massive thing. <laughs> so talking to someone one-on-one is the main benefit of email marketing. Yeah, and it's also, um, you know, when you think of like Facebook and that type of thing, like you can build a massive Facebook following and they can change the algorithm and your reach and engagement can just be gone in a day. Uh, like you do, you know, if Facebook shuts down, yeah. like you don't own your Facebook audience. You it don't is get not a yours. list of them. You don't really know their no, names. No, we had a client the other day we were running Facebook ads for and they're like, oh, we want to know the people that are, you know, we got like, you know, a thousand clicks or whatever. We want to know who those people are. I'm like, I can't tell you that. That data is Bye-bye. private. Whereas your email list, that's yours. That's an asset for your business. So if you grow from like, you know, 100 people to 1,000 people to 10,000 people on your email database, that's a massive asset that, you know, not only can you utilize for your business and, and et cetera, but also if you're going to be selling your business, it, that's something tangible that you're passing on. Yeah. Um, and if you're using like an email marketing client like um, you know Active Campaign or our favorites Mailchimp, um, we predominantly use Mailchimp. You know any of those kind of ones, you also get the data from it. So it means like anyone can send out an email or put a Facebook post or whatever sort of thing. And you know at least with Facebook you've got insights, but. You know, when you're sending, like there's some older school um, email marketing clients or like some that have like your program that you use for um, doing your customer management might have an inbuilt email newsletter function. Yeah. But if they don't have that data, if they're not actually telling you how many people opened it, what they're clicking on and who they are, then you're really missing a big opportunity. So if you were, um, you know... selling like an actual product uh, or like okay a good one is if you have a hosting an event yeah so say um you know local chamber of commerce and they're hosting an event and they're sending out their monthly e-newsletter and they've got a few different events in there 
for example, in MailChimp, I can see the not just how many people opened it, but I can see specifically who opened the email, and then I can see who clicked on the event. Ah, awesome. So if I was to look back and go, okay, now um, RSVPs are closing tomorrow. I know there are a bunch of people who said they were interested and they haven't RSVP'd yet. Who are they? I can go into my MailChimp, go into my reporting, and actually see, okay, here are... 50 people that clicked on the event and yeah. these 10 haven't RSVP'd yet, I'm going to give them a quick call. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So having that insight is awesome. You can really use it to your advantage. Okay, so can I just say another benefit of email marketing when you're actually looking at your data is that you can also see, so it's not just particularly looking about the people, but if you look at the broader context, you can see what kind of topics, what kind of information your audience are interested in. Ah, so you can tailor what you're actually sending out. Yeah, so you might think that, you know, the latest um, pesticide for slugs is really exciting, but no one else gives a shit, you know? So <laughs> maybe don't talk about pesticides in your next um, e-newsletter. But yeah, slugs aren't really a regional Queensland <laughs> issue. Not up oh, really? No. <laughs> but, but good, good. No, yeah, don't yeah, post about that anymore. Aphids <laughs> is more relevant. Um, but so I really love, I'm, I'm a huge Kmart fan. And I love how Kmart do their email marketing as an example of what to do. Just note, not sponsored by Kmart yet. <laughs> yet. Yeah, because that's so going to happen. Oh, look, wishful thinking. Continue, continue. So with Kmart, what they do for their subject line is they um, will put out what specifically is going to be in their um, in that particular email. So it could be like winter clothing or kids toys or whatever it is. So for me as a consumer, it's really easy for me to go, I oh, know kids stuff. I don't give a crap because no children, blah. Um, you know, whereas it's like it might be oh, our latest range of, um, you know, kitchen homewares, which I'm all about because, you know, I'm such a cook. Um, so, <laughs> and so that could, you know, that'll be what, what grabs my attention, etc. So then when I get into that email, then if I, if they're putting certain products in there and there might be, so jars could be one of them. Yeah. And they might find out of the five products they had in there, you know, 80% of people clicked on the jars one. So yeah. they might go, all right, cool. Next time we're actually going to do um, an e-news or e-blast or whatever you want to call it, specifically about different types of jars or labeling your jars or some pantry inspo or something like that with jars. So, you know, it, it helps you when you look at it, when you step back and look at it from a wider perspective, it also helps you learn what your audience is interested in so you can give more of that to them not just on your email marketing but also your socials yeah absolutely so if there's you know if you're putting um you've got three different blogs in um an e newsletter and one of them gets a hell of more clicks than the other then make sure that you're distributing that blog everywhere else because it's proven content Okay, awesome. So pretty much what you're saying is we don't have to, in every newsletter, go, we do service one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and bombard them with just an overview of everything you do. You can really boil it down and give them the specific information about one thing. Yeah, basically. I mean, it's it's really up to you and how your business works. And I mean, and that's the next thing that we were going to get into is like, is email marketing something that can work for your business, your audience, you know, what you're trying to achieve? Um, you know, so for example, we do a weekly newsletter um, called Wild Oats and that's for regional business owners. Yeah. And it is, we do do a mix of content. 
So ours is, um, you know, it could be an event that's coming up and it could be a social media tip and it could be a new app that we found, um, but it's just kind of a variety of content that we think would be interesting. Whereas like with the Kmart example, um, you know, if we wanted to, we could actually be doing it so that it's like this newsletter is all about Facebook stories. And then the next one is all about, um, you know, how do you start blogging, uh, that kind of thing. So it's really looking at with your business, what you want to achieve and who you're trying to target. You know, when you think of email marketing, like there's probably not very many industries that it wouldn't work in, to be honest. It's just finding the right method, the right structure, the right frequency that works for you and your audience. Right. So, and that goes back to any marketing activity. You're actually looking at your audience, your how your business is structured and what your business's goals are. And going from there, is that right? Yeah, 100%. So like for us, you know, we go, okay, so we're a marketing business. So obviously we're predominantly talking to like business owners and marketing people, etc. B2B. So we go, okay, our audience, small business owners, regional business owners, that kind of thing. Yeah. So what are their character? When it comes to email, what are they looking for? Yeah. You know, are they wanting to sit down and read a long saga about how to use Facebook stories from start to end? Or are they looking for snippets and quick actionable advice? And that's why we do a variety of topics because not everything will be of interest to everybody. So we try and cover a bunch of bases. And if just one, if, you know, if you look at Wild Oats and there are say five pieces of content in there to click through to, and just one of those is something that interests you and it gives you just even one new idea, that newsletter has done its purpose. Absolutely. And so done on its the, purpose, reached its purpose. Reached its purpose. Reached its purpose. It's done well. <laughs> Good job, <laughs> Um, And so on the other hand of that, when going back to your jar story, you can just look at wholly and solely one thing. So um, if you're launching a new jar, it's this U-Butte jar, it's a really cool lid. We're just going to go, hey, Jade. We at Kmart, not sponsored yet, um, have this new jar. Look how cool it is. Look at all its features. It's got a chalkboard label built in. I mean, come on. Who does not want this? Oh, man, I love chalkboard labels. <laughs> um, You've seen my pantry. You know it's true. Yes, I know it's true. Yeah. I'm sure you can all imagine it now too. Um, so we can talk about one product. We can talk about the features. We can talk about the price, where to find more information, where to buy it, um, how to find your local store. Like you can just focus on one thing or you can have three to five things that you're going that are quick and easy for the reader so that in my mind is putting on your consumer hat so looking at from your business's audience perspective mm-hmm. and going what do I you know I sign up to this newsletter what is you know my expectation from it as a user and what do your customers want what are they interested in um, you know, how can you add value to them? Yeah. Because, okay, so for Kmart, for example, like their stuff is low cost, it's quick and easy to access, you know, it's it, there's not a lot of purchase barriers for that. So, and they're a massive company. So for them, it, it really is just, here's a showcase of some new products because they're always launching new stuff. Here's a showcase of a few products within a particular theme. You know, either the subject line tells me whether I'm going to delete it or open it. And if I open it, then I know I'm just going to only see a few things. I'm not going to be overwhelmed with a whole massive catalog. Yeah. 
but it's just a few things that I could potentially be interested in. And then once I click through on something, chances are I'm gonna go through and find more things that I'm interested in anyway. So that's how Kmart does it, as opposed to, um, you know, say a service, a, a regional business that is servicing just their local area. Yep. They're not just gonna be like, here, here's five things you can buy from us right now, yay! Like they wanna be building a relationship. Yes. So their audience might actually be looking for maybe one or two personal insights from the business owner on what's happened with them that week or yep. a personal story about um, something that they tried in their business that worked really well or didn't work well or you know uh, something new that they're launching not just the fact that they're launching it but the fact that it's why it means something to them. So I'm thinking of like an electrician, yeah. okay? Yeah. So if an electrician, so you know, we know that um, things like Google Home and automated lighting and all that sort of stuff is coming, you know, becoming quite popular and everything now. So say as an electrician, you just do domestic stuff at home. So you do like rewires and, and I don't know, fixing crap in the walls, whatever they do. But say a new service that you're launching is that you can wire up someone's home um, so that their fans and lights, etc., can all be voice activated by Google, um, which, you know, for some people... Upgrading to a smart home. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, you know, if it's someone who's a bit older and stuff, that might be really appealing because um, they can, um, you know, turn on the lights before they get inside and makes them feel more secure. Air conditioning in North Queensland, it's cool before you get home. You don't have to run around and like turn things on and stuff like that. So, you know, so when they're launching that new service, they're not just like, smart homes, get one. It's the newest thing. You should be right there. They can actually do, you know, write a bit of content saying like a lot of the clients that we work with are, you know, people who are a bit older or, you know, busy mums and stuff who already need eight arms to just carry the groceries and kids into the house. Yeah. So we've decided to, um, you know, learn all about the best ways, the most efficient ways, the most affordable ways to install smart home technology into any home. If this is something that you're interested in, we've got a variety of packs, you know, so it's not just like Kmart where it's like, here's a jar with a price. Yeah. It is it's his, knowing your business's audience and how you can help them. And like you said at the start, you're talking directly to that person. So you're tailoring that message to your audience. And it's like anything, you know, someone might read that and they might not go, oh, I'm just going to go out and buy this right now. But if you, if you put a bit of thought and effort into it and you think of what is going to be interesting or educational or informative for them, it'll get them thinking. Yeah. And if they go, you know, and one day when they're coming home and the kids are running around like crazy and they're sweating and they've got to get, you know, um, dinner on straight away and they're like, holy crap, how nice would it be if the place was just freaking air conditioned 10 minutes before I walked in the door? Yeah. Just something simple like that. And then that's when they'll remember, oh, these guys have been talking about this for a while, about different ways, you know, tips for making your smart home um, more energy efficient, all that sort of stuff. Maybe I should give them a call and just get a quote. And it doesn't have to be a novel with every weekly or monthly e-news. It can just be a dot points on 10 reasons as to why this will make your life easier. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it might even be that in the email, it's just like a really nice image with, um, you know, one or two intro lines in the first couple of dot points, and then they click through to your website to read the full list. Or, you know, it doesn't have to be a heap of content in the newsletter as well. So when you think of email marketing, like, like I said, e-newsletters, e-blasts, like the reason why there's so many different names for these kind of things is because there's so many different structures and formats and stuff that you can do. Yeah. And again, it's thinking about what your business is, 
who your audience is, what you're, how you're trying to help them and what they want to see from you and basically just having a crack from there. Absolutely. That's so exciting. And and the part I really like and the idea that we talked about in our first podcast about Facebook and theme days is that like this content can pull across from if something's gone really well and it's a service or a topic that's been really interesting on your Facebook, you can do that as an e-blast. It can just be, like you said, a photo and a couple of sentences about, hey, we did this. How exciting. Like, you know, you're creating that personality. You're talking one-on-one. You're creating that relationship. That's an excellent point, Alana. And it's one of those things when we talk about, you know, as business owners and and, um, when we're trying to do our own marketing and everything is how can we make things as efficient as possible so we're not spending hours and hours doing stuff. And one thing is using proven content. So if you've got your theme days happening on Facebook, then um, you might find that there is... Um, you know, they've been say maybe during the month, they're like three or four posts that just went off. Yeah. So then when you do your monthly e-newsletter, rather than creating a whole bunch of news, new content, you look at your Facebook analytics, you pull those four pieces of content, you pop them into whatever your structure or format is, maybe add a bit of an intro and boom, you're done. Like you can have an e-newsletter done in under half an hour with content that you already know is popular and relevant with your audience. And it's not, don't think of it as repeating yourself. There'll be people that haven't been following your Facebook that will be getting your e-newsletter or they didn't stop long enough to actually read the full post. Like it's not repetitious. They might get something completely different out of it that they've missed. So it's a really good way to, like Jade said, reuse that content and make oh, sure you're getting get that longevity cut out of it. Absolutely, like, reuse honestly. It. But seriously, if I see like a really cool image of how a house is styled or something, and then a month later I see that same image with um, three quick tips on how I can do that, oh, I'm awesome. not going to be like, "Holy crap! I've just seen that image twice. These guys are shit." Delete. That's it. Yeah, exactly. No, it's not going to happen. No. We get sick of our own stuff well, well, well before our audience gets sick of us, trust me. Absolutely. And so we've talked about two different... Unless your stuff's really shit. <laughs> no, it's not. You guys are doing great stuff. We're doing great stuff. It's all great stuff. Um, so we talked about two different strategies there that I just wanted to touch on again. Um, one is doing like an e-blast for a new product or a service or something you just want to keep top of mind for your clients. Say we're coming into summer, so air conditioning, like all our electricians and air conditioning um, service providers are run off their feet, um, but they would be doing like e-blast, like, hey, we've got this new air conditioner that's U-Butte because X, Y, Z. So they can do an e-blast, say, once a week on a product or a service, and then as Jay just said before, doing a monthly end-of-month Um, e-newsletter which actually has a couple of different things in it so that would be a good way to test your audience if you're getting really excited um, and are capable time-wise to do a couple of different newsletters and again like we've said in that first podcast too it's not necessarily that you have to start off with the end all and be all like at the start if it's just easy for you to start doing a monthly newsletter start seeing what results you're getting that's great. Then you might throw in, okay, I'm just going to do a random e-blast when we've got something particularly exciting to announce or talk about and see how that goes for a while. And then you might go, okay, I'm going to do a fortnightly e-blast and my monthly newsletter. And then you might notice that your engagement or um, unsubscribe start going No, your engagement would start going down, down, unsubscribe start going up. You know what I mean. Um, And so that's when you're like, cool, okay, that's too much. 
I will now go back to doing my random e-blast and my monthly newsletter. Which leads us to a good point. How do you test and track what is going well? And that's where something like, not only is having an email marketing client um, kind of necessary when you're sending out bulk email because you don't want to be um, you know, getting hit by spam filters and blocks and all that type of thing. And by email marketing client, you mean the likes of programs such as MailChimp. Yes, yes. Sorry. Gosh, why doesn't everyone just have marketing <laughs> jargon speak in their head? Just add a glossary on the end to this. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, yeah, so say you're using MailChimp, then you can use that data to see. Um, so, you know, we go right back to the basics of what days um, people open through more, what times are getting more open rates. Yep. And then you can also have a look at what topics get more opens, um, what subject lines might be getting more opens. Like, so if you look at, you know, say you've got three months worth of fortnightly newsletters yep. and you go, okay, I've got four that really stood out for open rates. So before the people even got into the newsletter, like they, these four just from their subject line. Everyone opened them. Right. So if I look at those subject lines, what do they have in common? What makes them different from the others? And this is how, that's how you improve at marketing. That's how you get good at doing your marketing. It's not just doing something one off and being like, why didn't that work? I did an e-newsletter. Why try, are there not a thousand people opening it? You've got to learn from what you're doing. Okay. So deep dive. Writing a subject line for an e-newsletter freaks me out. Oh, serious? And like, I can do social media till the cows come home, but like, you know, how many words, how are we going to get this clickable? How do you do it, Jane? <laughs> I don't know. I just have a play with it. <laughs> I think that writing subject newsletters, um, sorry, subject lines is kind of similar to writing um, blog post headlines. Yeah. So it's sort of like, has to be grab worthy. Yeah, so it's something that's going to grab people's attention. Um, there's, you know, there's you can put like a bit of what's the benefit in it for them. But I think for me, like you know, all the clickbait and all that kind of stuff, where it's like five tips to earn a hundred thousand dollars in three months, you know, all that kind of bullshit. I think just the more um, clear, yep, and transparent you can be. I mean, that might might not be trendy marketing or anything, but for me, I just think if you're very clear about what people are going to get when they open it, yeah, then that to me not only does it just make sense as from a reader's perspective, but it also builds trust. Yeah, you know, I don't want you to promise me the world, and then when I open it, I'm like, wow, that's the same thing I've heard from everybody else for the past five years. Yeah, you know, if you're going to be talking about how a smart home um, can actually lead to more energy efficiency, then if that's something I'm interested in, I will open it, yeah. you know? And I mean, and I guess, you know, that's fairly generic to say, make it clear and stuff. Like you still need to um, do things like, you know, making sure that your grammar, your punctuation, it makes sense, all that kind of thing. Like if, you know, your subject line probably needs a bit more attention, I guess, in that way. I mean, really, I mean, you should be proofing everything before it goes out anyway. Absolutely. But Two sets of eyes rule is a great one to abide by. You will often miss your own mistakes because your brain uh, wrote it and 100%. your fingers screwed it up. <laughs> <laughs> it was right in my head, but it just didn't come out on the other end properly. Yeah. yeah. So two sets of eyes, read it with a fresh yeah, fresh perspective. Because I know, like, I will write an, um, you know, a subject line or a blog heading or something that I think, you know, like, details perfectly what the um, content is about. 
but then someone else will read it and be like, what does that actually mean? <laughs> and I'm like, what do you, what, this is, everyone knows these words. But Come on. This might actually make sense, make, uh, might actually work for you. Cause like, what is that? Yeah. Let me click it and find out more. True, true. Don't yeah. make your subject lines too <laughs> convoluted though. Like, well, try it. See if it works. You, you can go test and track. Mm, I just think clear, easy, transparent is the best way to go. I can't actually remember how many characters show up in a, in a um, it probably subject line, to be honest. on the service provider. And I'm pretty sure, like, um, like I know with MailChimp, for example, when you can put in your um, subject line, but you can also put in, um, write in custom preview text. Yes. So, you know, when you're sitting in your inbox and there's the subject line and then you can start to read um, the start of the email. Yep. So either in MailChimp, it'll either just pull the first couple of lines from your actual email or you can use that um, preview text as like the, uh, as a bit more of an attention grabbing sort of thing. So, you know, the subject line might be... Um, uh, five ways to landscape your garden while saving, um, while with water saving strategies or something like that. And then the preview text could be like, you know, here's three homes that we've recently set up where they wanted to conserve water, um, cut down on water bills, but also have a really beautiful and lush garden. Yeah. So it kind of expands a little bit. And if I was interested in setting up my garden so that it was really beautiful and lush, but I wasn't paying, you know, through the nose for water, then I'm going to open it. If it doesn't interest me, then I'm not going to open it. Like with the subject line, I just think clear, transparent. Yeah. That's the best way to go. Awesome. Okay. So last question, which probably seems like a first question. How do you compile a email marketing list of emails. So where do you get all your contacts from? What's a good way to source them and get them together if you are new to a newsletter? Okay. So obviously there's the spam act, which, um, because I'm not a lawyer, I can't discuss all the legalities and stuff of it, but I know that the, um, the most legal way to do it, <laughs> like I'm a hundred percent certain not that this way is legal, legal but the most likely legal way. Well, no, this is the only one I know that is a hundred percent legal, Copy. um, is putting signups for your newsletter everywhere. Yeah. So for your newsletter, for your email database, you know what I mean? So it could be like having, um, a sign up on your website website, having a sign up on your email signature, um, on your Facebook cover, having a pointer to it, um, you know, doing writing a post about on it. your social media. Yeah. hundred percent. Like, um, you know, say doing an Instagram story and talking about your top tip for X, Y, Z, and then going, if you want to hear my other top tips about this, Sign go up. sign up for our newsletter. Um, we're going to be giving you the lowdown on everything sort of thing. So, which leads a little bit into lead magnets. I'm not going to deep dive on that because it's like literally probably five episodes on its own thing, but I just love lead magnets so much. <laughs> I'm just going to give a quick little preview now. You should see her face. It's like a kid in a candy store. <laughs> it's so exciting. <laughs> um, but lead magnet is a piece of really tempting content. So something that people would pay for and you offer it for free in exchange for their details right. and that can then lead into like nurturing sequences and all kinds of stuff but it on the most base level they sign up to your newsletter so you've given them something of like amazing value for nothing straight up like They're a like, free download of something yeah a checklist or a five-day challenge or um you Most know people yeah your your favorite tips for how to do something or whatever oh god 
I'm so good at this. Ah. <laughs> um, but it's, you know, you've given them something of value straight up. So that's a really nice way to start the relationship. And then after that, they're getting this consistent, interesting, valuable, well thought out, you know, um, content from you on email regularly. So they're hearing from you on a consistent basis. And that's how, again, in marketing, we build trust, we build relationships. And who do we buy from? People that we know, like, and trust. Brands that we know, like, and trust. Yeah. And that's, yeah, email marketing is one way, I think, of doing that actually really effectively. And it's got a whole bunch of other benefits to it. Like, if you're launching something, like, your conversion rates are just so much higher if you've got an engaged email database. You know, like, there's just so much value in having an email database that you you know, and not just having, but also that you take care of, Yes. um, that it's, you know, it's more than just being able to like, it's not just, Oh, we've got to get an e-newsletter out this week. No, you know? don't just rubbish it because you've got a schedule. If you don't have anything worth telling anyone about, mm. put some time and thought and effort to it. Because if you really take care of that database and, and have really strong relationships and the people who read your, um, e-newsletter, you know, fairly consistently, they know that they can expect a certain quality standard, um, whatever from you, then that means that whenever you do have something to sell to them, they're so, they're probably really keen to buy from you. Yeah. yeah. You know, they really want to work with you because you've already proven yourself multiple times over. But I mean, if you know, that's only if you take care of it. Alrighty, so we hope that has explained what, how, and why to use email marketing. Um, if you're interested to find out more about it, feel free to get in touch. Otherwise, stay tuned for another episode of Marketing and Margaritas with us next time. Cheers. Thanks for listening to this episode of Marketing and Margaritas. Find more free marketing tips, tricks, and laughs at rebelnation.com.au.